0: Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, I have a very exciting show for you today. I actually have a show today that I hope to do more and more of. We are bringing on a father and son to talk about real estate investing, one rental at a time, and just the whole conversation of money, cash flow, all of those things. So let's welcome Edwin and Justice to the show. How are you guys doing?
1: We're good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Edwin, why don't you kick us off, introduce introduce who you are, where you are in the world, how we are connected, uh, and then we'll turn it over to Justice in a minute.
1: So um, I live in New York City, um, actually in the Bronx out of Manhattan, but um, I lived here my whole life. I served in the military. Um, I tried my hand in real estate about 13 years ago. Okay. And it didn't go well, and I was kind of skeptical, but now I'm giving it another go. And it's, now it's more for legacy, than more than because I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at in life. So um, I'm trying to leave things better for, for the future. Edwin,
0: if you don't mind, tell me about, two, so that would have been 2007. When you said you dabbled in it then, was that
1: flipping, buy and hold? What, what were you doing back Buy and hold. Okay. Um, like yourself, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Right. And um, it inspired me at a young age, but I went away to the military. So when I came back from the military, um, I had some money saved, and I bought property in um, upstate New York in um, Rochester.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But um, I didn't do much research other than, seeing if it cash flowed on paper, like you right. said, spreadsheet. and I, I overextended myself. I bought two properties of uh, starting with one. Yeah. And it didn't go well.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, justice. Uh, young man, you're, you're 13. We got that coming in. You want to say anything about, uh, introduce yourself to the world here of YouTube university?
1: Uh, I'm justice.
0: <laughs> yeah. well justice thank you for agreeing to do this i know it has to feel uncomfortable talking to some crazy guy on a that you've never met uh about real estate and investing um it sounds like you have a couple of questions for me you've started reading the book and you're participating in the hundred dollar challenge so i tell you what you complete the book you write a report uh i guarantee you you will get a hundred bucks just for doing this so but you gotta you gotta complete it man you gotta read it you gotta do the book report so you got a hundred bucks in your future uh but uh, that's not that fair. Pay-
1: well, he he, he said he can't plagiarize, but yeah. <laughs> no, your dad
0: and I will know that. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to play. It's a, it's a real hundred bucks. So uh, you had some initial questions for me. Why don't we jump in?
1: Uh, how should I start investing at 13 or doing real
0: estate? That's a good question. So, so first and foremost, anyone, whether you're 13, 18, 28, 38, on and on and on, the first thing you need to do is you need to learn your market right? That's something I talk about agnosium. It's the most important thing for me because you really need to understand a market. What is a, uh, what's an average deal? Because every, every area has an average deal and your job as an investor, as you grow and mature, is not to do average. We never do average in one rental at a time. Your deal, all you have to do is find good or great deals, right? So if average, I'll just pick on the Bronx because that's where you're from. If average is a 4% yield, your job, um, justice, will be to do a, uh, you know, a five, six, seven, eight percent yield. Um, do you know? Are you a baseball player by chance? So I don't know if you've seen this, but there, there's an old guy named Ted Williams. He's the last guy to hit 400. Have you heard of him? So he's, he has a famous. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. I've seen it, where he talked about how he did it, and basically he designed the, the the square, right? Uh, the strike zone. The, the strike zone. Thank you. And he he selected which 12 balls were good for him that gave him the best chance to, to succeed. And that's the only stuff he would swing at. So what I'm trying to teach is that same kind of idea with real estate, right? If you look at the market of the Bronx, there's lots of stuff listed, but most of it's junk or overpriced. So your job, and you can't rush this, your job is to look at it and go, okay, these are the things that make a deal good. And starting at 13 is amazing because what you'll be able to do for the next two years, just part-time is you could know the Bronx bet. I'm just saying the Bronx, whatever market you pick, you could know the Bronx better than 99% or 98% of the real estate agents. Just because you're comfortable with apps, you know what's going on. Your dad can take you around. So I think you got a home run. Don't be in a rush to put money to work. You need to become an expert in whatever market you choose. So that's priority number one. And that holds whether you're 13, 33, whatever. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Awesome. What else? Uh,
1: uh, I don't know. Give <laughs> the question. Uh, like I, I really don't understand an alligator.
0: Ah, yes. So um, one of the things that your dad and I both experienced the last real estate cycle is there's there's Excel, you know what Excel is, right? I don't I don't want to assume, right? Excel cash flow, meaning, hey, this house tells me at the end of the day I'm gonna have 200 bucks in my account, and I'm gonna be able to do whatever I want with that 200 bucks. And then there's reality, right? Reality and Excel cash flow almost never connect. They're never the same. So what I turn to is is I never thought negative cash flow was painful enough, right? Um, meaning that I had a friend, I think I talked about it in the book, I don't know if you're there yet, who had the balls to tell me, I make so much money in my day job, I can have four negative cash flow properties. And negative cash flow means for the right to own those four houses, he had to cut a check out of his job, take money out of his bank account, so Four other people can live there. That's not what rental property or investment property should be. So given that negative cash flow wasn't painful enough, I created this thing called an alligator. And I think there's a picture of it in the book that says no alligator.
1: Yeah. Ooh, you see the alligator in the book?
0: There's a picture of it. Yeah, I don't remember. It's somewhere yeah, early it's in the book. Yeah. And basically, what when you look at that picture, it's an alligator eating a bag full of money in cash, right? And that's what it is. If you buy a house that's negative cash flow, you are hiring this nasty, man-eating, meat-eating thing that is just going to consume cash. Think about owning an investment property and you have to work three hours a month or six hours a month or 10 hours a month to feed that thing. That thing's an alligator. I don't want alligators. And I made a mistake of creating an alligator one time because the banks told me, hey, this place is worth 200 grand. Come take all this money. And at the end of the day, yeah, I had a little bit of money put away, but now that property every month consumed like four hours of my week. And that just sucks. So that's why I created an alligator. And that's why I have that picture of an alligator just eating money. So I thought it was more, I thought it was more entertaining. And then I put it on a t-shirt and I work out in it all the time just to remember no alligators. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so really, really think of an alligator as consuming dollars, and if that doesn't make sense to you, consuming hours, right? Would you want to work three hours a week so some other family could live in a rental property? That's, that's not what people want, right? You want cash flow so you can benefit from that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Edwin, so, does that make sense? Yes, he was asking me on a walk yesterday about um, the alligator, and he asked if on a, like a turnover – um, do you consider the property an alligator since it's not producing income?
0: Oh, see, he's really thinking ahead. That's awesome. Not many people would go there at such a young age. Um, so first off, when you build out the, the pro forma of the property, you should include some reserves for turnover, bad debt, things of that nature. So you should always be building reserves every month, but yeah, I would consider a month vacancy an alligator. Absolutely. I mean, in theory, I mean, if you, and if that goes longer than a month, you know, lower the rent because you, you need to have that asset performing. But yeah, I would, I would think of it that way. You should. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's very intuitive
1: question. I never thought of it that way. I just thought of alligators were something that was performing at its peak level, but still wasn't producing income.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, I think you could take it both ways, but I like where he's going, right? At 13, he's already asking that second level question. You, you're doing something right. That is, uh, I know many adults that wouldn't pick up that question. So um, kudos to him. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty clever.
1: Next question, sir. Uh, if I start now, how long would it take me to be financially free?
0: Oh, I'm so glad that question came up. You know, the good news is, as I believe you are, you are in 100% control of that. And what I mean by that is the whole key to financial freedom is not how much you make, but how much you freaking spend right? Cause you know, you know, I was 13 once too, way back in the eighties and I I was making pretty good money in high school, right? I was a commission based uh, sales rep for a retailer and I made like 30 grand as like a 17 year old, which is, I was a senior in high school. So I had all the toys, right? All the toys, no expenses, all the toys. But what happens is, is if you expand your lifestyle, like I did into that, you never save anything, and if you don't save, you don't invest. So it should be earn, save, invest. So why I bring this up first is if you can keep your monthly expenses to pick a number, two thousand bucks a month, you could be financially free by the time you're 21.
1: If you can. seriously, right? Told, and you, I tell them because I, I watch your videos every day, and I show them. Um, I don't remember his name, the the flipper. In Florida, that um, has the uh, Lamborghini. Yeah, that's awesome. I told him it took him ten years, and I was like, "I think you could do it in in less." Absolutely, but you just have to be focused, and hopefully, like me, help trying to help you out will give you a head start rather than starting from like scratch and yeah, to figure out everything on your own.
0: Yeah, and again, let's talk about that story, right? So there's an interview on my channel in the last week about a 29-year-old 20, who went out and bought a $250,000 blue, light blue Lamborghini, right? That was his goal, it took 10 years. But I wanna make sure that, I wanna make sure we talk about that a little bit because sometimes guys, you and I, all of us, we see that and we go, shoot, we want that, right? We want that, we want that whip. And what you don't sometimes appreciate is he could have bought that Lamborghini years ago he had enough income where he could have bought it like five years ago. But you got to remember what he did is he sacrificed the next five years so that when he did buy it, it didn't impact his growth, right? That's exactly what I'm talking about. You could be done at 21, right? You could start this at 18 when you're legally uh, able to sign contracts. And let's say you have success by the time you're 20. If you go out and buy a $250,000 car at 20, you're just guaranteeing you're going to work longer right cuz that's expensive just the insurance on that for a 20 year old can you imagine what that would be like 20 grand a year right <laughs> which is like 1500 bucks a month so just remember when you are in 100% control of how early you can be financially free and if you can keep your expenses at 2000 or 3000 or whatever that number is the earlier you can get out i know a buddy of mine whose monthly number was 20 grand that's a lot of money. Right? So it's going to take him like 15 or 18 years. It's just, it just takes longer to make 20 grand a month than two grand. So does that, does that make sense? Or am I just talking nonsense?
1: Kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about it more. Cause I, I, I want other, other young people to understand this. Right? So what are some things you want? Right? What is, what is stuff you want to buy? Uh, I don't know yet. Like, you want a fancy car?
1: He, he varies. We were talking about dream cars. Okay. Um, and he he wanted a, a Nissan GTR or a Honda Civic hookup. Huh? And I was like, those are two big different price ranges. Yeah. But, so it, it varies. All right. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. He also stated, like, one of his dreams is to own a restaurant. Okay. So he, he has a couple of things. So you do have dreams. you just not sharing them. That's okay. Uh, he's, he's
0: 13 it's, and I'm a stranger. So I get it. Uh, how about where do you want to live? You ever thought about that?
1: Uh, just like a nice apartment. I don't like big houses.
0: Cool. So what do you think a nice apartment costs? Rent or own, I guess. I don't know.
1: Uh, owning at least $2 million.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, so let's talk about this, right?
1: <laughs> no. So uh so um his mother works downtown um in an affluent area yeah. and go visit um once in a while and so they have a doorman and so uh, he he's thinking about yeah live somewhere like that. That's okay. I'm good. I'm just and, and I... it's in Manhattan, so yeah
0: yeah inexpensive there. But oh, no this is this is exactly what we should be talking about. So let's just let's let's equate 2 million dollar nice apartment for him. So what that's what that means is you're going to have a mortgage payment or a rent payment of probably I don't know 8 grand, 9 grand probably, right? So that's your mortgage payment. Let's just call it 8 grand for easy math. You're going to have groceries, utilities, uh so I mean, whatever. So you're probably going to spend another four grand, right? You're probably going to be a young man. You want to be out dating and going all around and entertaining yourself. So let's throw a couple of more thousand bucks on the pile. And, um, you know, you're pretty soon, you're up to like 16 grand a month. Does that make sense? How we got there? Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm talking about, right? You, you know, you grow into that and you're, you're suddenly, what is, what is, uh, you know, a $2 million apartment. If you just said, I don't, you know, I again, I'm not trying to move you out of New York by any means, but I just want to do simple math, right?
1: If you go, if you go
0: from New York to like New
1: Jersey, you, you, ju- he just said that you just motivated him to um, want to move out of New York. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if we went to so New York. I, Jer- I potentially could retire in three years and moving on of New York, I'm trying to convince the whole family. Ah, well, yeah. there Florida.
0: Go. There you go. Well, yeah. So, I mean, just talk about that, right? Just if you take your housing expense from eight grand, let's call it 10 grand because you have all those extras in housing. If you took your $10,000 a month housing expense to anywhere else in the country and made it four grand, easier to retire, right? right? It's these choices as a young individual you have to make. And I made them all wrong, right? I was 23, 23 years old and I bought a $60,000 car. How stupid was that, right? I was, I was 25 years old and I did this and I was 28 and did that. All these things made it so I couldn't retire early. You have the choices in front of you. Um, and it's going to be like housing and cars and anything that adds to the monthly expenses that's either going to make it easier for you or harder to retire. You will not retire at 21 if you have an $8,000 a month housing expense. Sorry, not gonna happen. Understood? Yeah. Okay, cool. Edwin, is that okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. I, I'm all about keeping the expenses low. I've, I've been my whole life a saver. Yes. Yeah. Yourself, I grew up w- with not a lot. So the only way I was able to accumulate some money was by saving. It.
0: Yeah, I I love that shirt. By the way, everything is awesome. I like
1: it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I want a positive shirt.
0: That's right. Hope, not fear. I, I
1: try to I'll wear a Hawaii shirt, but mom wouldn't let me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moms. He's actually decent at keeping the expenses low. Awesome. Math. And um, even when he was younger, I, I used to ask him what he wanted for Christmas, and I remember being six years old, and I had a list of things I. Yeah. Wanted. He would tell me nothing. Nice. So nice. I think he has a shot. Yeah, he I think a- so.
0: Yeah, I think, and again, talking with you in the game, you've had, you had a, a little hiccup in 07, which is going to be extremely valuable lessons for him, right? You're going to save him. Yeah, I like his chances. I like his chances. Did you have one more question? I think you had four, right? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I think. Uh, wait. <laughs> What's the best advice you could give about real estate?
0: Oh, um, so let's think about that. So I think there's a couple we've talked about. First is don't be in a rush. Um, sometimes the best thing to do is not do a deal, right? When you get a little money in your pocket, sometimes you feel like you're in a rush. And I hear that a lot, especially from people that are over 30. They're like, oh my God, I'm behind. I don't know what I'm doing. I've worked so hard. I, want, I, have, I have to do something. And frankly, um, New York might be an exception, but most of the country right now, supply is really low. So it's a really tough time to get started um, because there's bidding wars. Um, So don't be in a rush is one. Uh, Number two we just hit is keep your expenses low, right? I do believe if you're a teenager watching this, you have the ability to be done between 25 and 30. Right, Because all of you eventually will move out of your parents' house, you'll do these other things, so your your expenses will never be two thousand right that that's a number I threw out early just to have a low bar. but if you can keep it five six seven thousand dollars, you can be done by twenty five to th- all of you watching this as teenagers should be done by the time you're thirty, and it's one hundred percent your call. Nobody else is going to make the expensive choices. It's all on you um, then another one that people sometimes uh, don't get is sometimes it's a good time to sell. When you get done with the book, you'll see a couple of different times where we sold, right? Some people talk about buy and hold, like buy and hold forever. But frankly, if people want to overpay for stuff that I own and it doesn't make sense, I'll sell and then I'll use the cash somewhere else. So, um, you know, you'll see in the book, probably where you are right now, we took those first eight houses and we did 1031 exchanges to go to 80 units in apartments because houses were overpriced. Like you've seen probably in New York, sometimes they just go, they go stupid crazy and then, then they fall and they go back up and they fall. So um, yeah. And then the last one of course is learn your market, learn your market. Yeah. Uh, really at 13, I, by the time you're 15 or 16, you can know the market better than 99% of New York uh, real estate agents. And that's going to be a gold mine because you'll be able to JV with people because you can't sign contracts. You, that value you will have you could be making chunk money you I mean you could be making 10 to 20 grand a year just by finding deals and then partnering with people or, or any of that so um stay close to I, your dad
1: i think um cleveland is good they have I, a whole bunch of one percent we we went oh he he, oh, he i know how you feel about the one percent rule <laughs> but to the part in your book that you was looking for property in one percent so he yeah. was like Oh, is that good? I'm like, ah, uh, nah, maybe it, it can be good, but it, it depends. Yeah. But anyway, um, I since there's like no um summer programs, yeah. this summer, I think that we're gonna, as father son, we're gonna do um the 75 day hard challenge.
0: Oh, nice,
1: yeah, he doesn't know that yet, but he has a lot of free time, so
0: uh-huh. Uh, Yeah. That's again, that's a, that's a completely free. It doesn't cost you any money. Pick a market together and just learn it. I, you, you will be amazed at what you, what you learn your net. You'll know 75 people in the market. You'll know 40 hours of material. You'll under, you know, it's just, there's nothing, nothing can go wrong by trying to do that challenge. I, I think that's a great idea to do and do it together and talk about that over dinner or something or, or in the morning on a run. I mean, can you imagine a better father, son building experience? That'd be awesome.
1: All right. He went to Cleveland to um, check out stuff over there, so that's why he's mentioning Cleveland. Yeah, I
0: think, I think, I think learning Cleveland would be great. I mean, then you'll, you'll know if the 1% rule is good because I have people that invest in Cleveland, and there are areas where it works, but you just can't do it blindly. And if you do the 75-day hard challenge, you're going to probably find the area it makes sense. And I think, I think Cleveland's a, a fine area, but you've got to do the work. You just can't be blind and go, hey, check. Hey, look at that. I'll take that one. That's too risky as you know. <laughs> and so any other questions uh from either of you?
1: No. Uh, I I actually seen you um yesterday on uh, a YouTube channel on Jim uh-huh. Ingersoll and yeah. funny what was
0: it Jim Ingersoll's
1: yes okay so it's kind of funny because you're really tied up on your channel or you you're really clean. And then when I saw you on Jim's channel, you was like almost like a mini Andrew Dice Clay. And it, was, it, was, it was funny. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I understand. Like, you told me your mother watches, so you try to keep it clean. Yeah. And, eg. Yeah. It was. It was.
0: Yeah, that was a live audience, and uh, I tend to mirror the audience, and that audience was having fun with me. So yeah i i, I let the uh, I let the language go. <laughs> Yeah, I can be clean but I also can go yeah, I can go R rated for sure. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh so Edwin, how about you any questions for me uh, since you got me here? Um I don't
1: think I have any questions. Okay. Let me See. Oh, I do have a question. Awesome. Listening to that that interview yesterday, um or not interview when you were doing the presentation, uh-huh. you you said um you had no dreams of being financially free. Yeah. That you is looking for the next deal. If you was just doing that, what what was the purpose of just finding the next deal if you wasn't looking to be financially free?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I'm glad you picked that up. Nobody else has picked that up. So, one of the things so you got to remember, so I started at 30, I didn't have anything growing up. Um, nobody in my family was really wealthy, right? Like it, it wasn't we for many times we were comfortable. I mean my aunts and uncles, they always seemed to have stuff going on. So, I, I'm trying to be, because my mom will watch this. <laughs> um, you know, it was clear that sometimes we were equals and sometimes we weren't, right? We had stuff at different times because my father was either unemployed or or, or whatnot. Um, so for me, it was keep, so working hard was ingrained in me, right? My mom told me, showed me that. I mean, she never, she didn't work till I was in high school, but she cared and did all this other stuff to make us, you know, have a little bit more. So hard work was there. And um I had just been burned in the stock market, right? I'd lost, you know, six figures in the stock market. That hurt, right? Cause I'd just gotten six figures, which is a hundred grand. And I was feeling like king of the mountain, right? Because nobody in my family, at least that I knew of, and I could be wrong, but I'd never heard anybody have a hundred grand and I was thirty years old or twenty nine or whatever. I was like, wow, I made it. And then it was gone poof. And, um, so what I wanted to do is I just wanted to keep building. Um, I had to focus on something cause I only had, I only had 15 minutes a day cause I still had to travel. I still had a day job. I was, had a family, I was raising a daughter. So I just, I wanted to buy, buy the next one, put it on the shelf, buy the next one, put it on the shelf. I didn't know where this could go. I, I had no role models. I just kept leaning forward and moving. And, um, You know, looking back on it, I should have celebrated more. Um, I should have seen it coming. But yeah, the lack of role models was a big problem for me in the beginning. Um, I'm a competitive person, so it was easy for me to say, hey, this was a six percent yield. I want the next one to be better and the next one to be better. So that's something I could digest and I could execute. It was that's all I had time for. It's I, I still struggle with dreams, right? I don't have a a big like I don't have a dream board if you've seen one of those right I don't have a car and a house and a vacation
1: I saw someone trying to push you to like double your yeah I and you, you said you, you would think about it yeah to double your monthly um net income yeah I understand like like for for myself I came from humble beginnings yeah I'm speaking to a high school teacher and she asked me what I wanted um as an adult like what i thought success would be and mine was simple i was like i wanted to make a thousand dollars a week yeah so that's what i wanted
0: yeah and
1: then she asked me a different question she's like is that net or gross and i was like oh i was like net and she's like well you need to make this much money right in order to make that. and i'm there we live comfortable yeah. men me, we have two incomes yeah and be we able to go on vacations once a year to almost anywhere we want. And, um, but now it, it's, it's more about building and improving and leaving stuff for the future generations. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, again, I mean, I, str- I, I freely admit it. I struggle still, right. I'm sitting here at now almost 48 um, and I'm comfortable. And, and sometimes that bothers me. Right. And what do I mean by comfortable? Let's just pick a number. My bills are eight grand and I get 10 grand, right? So my bills are covered, right? And they're covered every month. So guess what? I get to do these YouTube channels from 6.30 to 8 a.m. I get to have breakfast with my wife. I get to work out from 10 to 11.30. I get to go do whatever I want in the afternoon. I got a pretty good life, right? I mean, by everybody's measure. But then I get these people coming on, throwing up $250,000 Lamborghinis at 29. I'm like, shit, where's my gold? Why am I not lazy? (laughs)
1: you gotta get your competitive juices flowing again.
0: <laughs> so I still struggle but you know my goal now is, is to really what I need to be comfortable with is I want to pull people up the ladder I'm going to stay where I'm at I have no interest because what would doubling my cash flow do in the real world nothing it would do nothing for anybody but if I can sit where I'm at I can pull up a hundred people a year or whatever and get them on their journey I think that's going to fill my cup a little bit more than making an extra
1: five. Eight, I took your, I took your course. I, I don't know if you know, but I, I, uh-huh. your course, and I took it only for the purpose of finding what a good deal was. I was like, I want to know how he measures deals and, and it's, it's helped. It's good. Helped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be, a, that will help you because the 75 day hard challenge, I think step one and two kind of use what's in the course. So you'll have a head start. And you'll be able to train him as well. So that's cool. Well, guys, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, I can't believe doing this as a 13 year old. That's awesome. Uh, if you ever need anything, you, you, you can reach out to me, ask any questions. Your father's got my email. Uh, so if I can help you, I will. All right. you You got it, buddy. Thank you.